0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Muscle Intelligence Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Today's podcast is a recording of a webinar that I released recently, specifically targeted at the aging population. Some of us are quickly losing muscle, adding body fat, lacking energy, ultimately feeling like we're overstressed and overwhelmed. And there's a lot of simple things we can do to take control of our body composition, to build muscle, and ultimately feel our best, create focus, create direction, and ultimately live our greatest life in the body we love. You know, love this conversation. If you're someone who's looking to optimize your body composition, getting a lot of immediate action items, a lot of mindset tricks and cues that I've used over the last 25 years to ultimately live my greatest life in the body I currently love and have for a long time. And today's podcast is brought to you by Optimizers. You guys know I've been a massive fan of BiOptimizers for a long time. Blood Sugar Breakthrough is their new product that I've been using consistently for about six months now, and I don't use it uh, always, but I use it for about three weeks, then I'll take about three weeks off. The reason I do that, there's been a lot of data coming out lately that shows the more you can control blood sugar, the more you actually influence your body to burn more fat at rest. You know, this has been a controversial topic that says, hey, some people say, hey, it's only about your macros. There's some really good data lately, actually presented by Dr. Benjamin Bickman on his Instagram page, if you guys wanna check it out, about how it's now been proven or shown that if you can control your blood sugar, your body will tend to burn more fat at rest than muscle, which ultimately, as our audience uh, is aspiring to do, we wanna retain as much muscle as possible, lose as much fat as possible. One of the most effective ways to do that is by regulating your blood sugar. So you guys can head over to bloodsugarbreakthrough.health and get hooked up with 10% off when using the code muscle. And that's once again, bloodsugarbreakthrough.health. Use the code muscle 10 to get hooked up B L O O D S U G A R blood sugar breakthrough, which is B R E A K T H R O U G H. It's a mouthful.com and use the code muscle 10 to get hooked up with 10% off. I hope you enjoy this podcast and this webinar. I've got so many great webinars coming at you every single week for someone who wants to hear about the webinars, join the muscle intelligence, Facebook community, join my vip newsletter and you can jump on those webinars we keep the the numbers very very small typically around 100 people and it's really people who are ready to take action on the very specific topic that we're teaching each week everything from muscle building to fat loss to being in shape over 40 to my brand new framework for body transformation that seems to work every single time we apply enjoy the podcast My life mission has shifted from being a guy who was exclusively focused on helping you build obscene amounts of muscle in very small amounts of time to now like, hey, maybe muscle building isn't my top priority. I wanna look great. I want to be able to train correctly and build my greatest body, but I also have other things in my life that are very valuable. My business, my family, my health. It's not just about how I look, right? And so what that brings me to think about is my values. What are my values? What do I value? And I want each and every one of you to acknowledge, what do you value, right? So the way we learn how we're going to succeed in life or whether or not we will succeed is very, very simple. Do my goals align with my values? So if each of you has a goal right now to build the body that you love or a body that you um, are happy with, we'll say, maybe a body that brings you confidence and joy and and, uh, maybe huge amounts of activity. Maybe it brings you uh, adventure. Well, that needs to be high on your value list, doesn't it? So here's an example. If I set a goal to be in the best shape of my life by Christmas, anybody have that goal? Here's the first thing I want you to know. Each and every one of you can be in the best shape of your life by Christmas. First thing I want you guys to know is regardless of who you are, what you've done to this point in your life you can be in the best shape of your life by Christmas without question. And so you've got, let's say 12 weeks, right? And if you continue doing all the same thing you have, maybe you even said, and be like, yeah, I want to be in the best shape of my life by Christmas, but you don't take immediate action. You don't change. You, don't, you know that now. You get old enough now. You're mature enough now. Enough to talk to the children. You guys understand that if you don't make significant changes, you don't get significant results. So, uh, it's important. So if you want to look very different, feel very different, show up very different for your family, show up very different for yourself, now's the time, today is the time to start setting those objectives and creating an action plan, right? What is the action steps I can do every single day that will get me to my goal? So you understand the concept of goal setting is not about thinking about the goal. It's not about the secret and trying to will it into your life and saying, what can I do today? What's the smallest thing I'm willing to do every single day that will move me toward my goal, right? Inevitably get me to that goal. And there needs to be a progression. There's no question. It needs to be a progression from, hey, what's the smallest thing I can do today? Maybe it's a 10-minute walk, right? But it's saying, where am I right now? What am I doing currently? And how do I start making slight incremental changes to my life that allow me to move toward this person I want to become. So when, one thing that I don't recommend to anybody is start just overhauling everything in your life, right? I don't want you guys to just like, hey, now it's, it's a quick clean sweep, we're gonna change everything. That doesn't feel like a good idea, why? Because you're gonna fail, right? Most people, if, if you completely try to overhaul your life, is it possible? Sure, 1% of people, right, will succeed in that type of plan. But the type of plan that's ideal for most people look for the leverage points look for the levers that can pull in your life that ultimately will allow you to progress so if there's if the way we assess it i'll give you guys a really simple framework there there's really four areas of life and i want everyone to uh, acknowledge these four areas so if i were to say training nutrition lifestyle and mindset how do you rank yourself on a scale of one to five five being like you're exceptional one being like you're just terrible you don't pay attention to it so how do you rank yourself? I'm a five on training, I'm a three on nutrition, I'm a five on lifestyle, and I'm a five on, on mindset, right? Whatever, like give, give an example. And, and if you think you're a five, that means you, you just got it nailed. You don't need any help, you don't need any guidance, you maybe are even teaching at this point, right? Everyone else is even below that. I even, most days I'll rank myself a five in training, and some days I even rank myself a four in training, because I'm like, you know what, I'm not doing so good. Now I mean, Tyson, you can rank all those areas, each of those four areas, so right, training, nutrition, Lifestyle mindset. So here's what happens. The way we, we start a transformation is we, we assess those areas and we go, well, for uh, Vlad or Glad, we know that lifestyle is an opportunity. For Tom, uh, Thompson, we know that all of them are opportunities, right? And now here's the next question. Which one are you most willing to change? So if if I say to you, hey, we're going to change your diet, but you're not willing to change it, what's the likelihood you're going to get results, right? So we don't want to make completely big shifts and overhauls to people's day or life if they're not willing to adhere to it. So that's one of the things we're going to walk through today. It's like how you guys can start looking for the greatest leverage points and what I believe are your greatest leverage points, even not knowing it, right? So at this point in my life, I've trained. Gosh, thousands and thousands of people all the way from top the top bodybuilders, bikini athletes, figure athletes in the world, physique athletes, uh, the best, the best of the best come to me to build their body, to improve their weak body parts, to get in the best shape of their life, to get healthy, but they come to me for all those reasons. If you guys don't know who I am, uh, I was a professional bodybuilder for many, many years, and, and what I started to realize is that I didn't love the, the lifestyle, right? I didn't love the, the constant... Um, pursuit of more, of like, I just trying to get bigger, bigger, bigger. It's just like this never ending um, spiral to descending health, right? I was like, man, this doesn't feel right. So early in my career, I started taking an awareness of my health, started doing all the blood labs, started doing all the urine analysis, started checking my heart, uh, all my organs, obviously look at things that I knew uh, mattered, right? So for me, yes, I wanted to be Mr. Olympia. But I also knew that I wanted life after bodybuilding. As soon as my children were born, literally the day my children were born, you know, they're 18 months apart and I couldn't be the same person anymore, right? I couldn't be the same mindless bodybuilder. And when I say mindless, it didn't mean I was mindless of training. It just meant I just had one singular focus. Maybe I was mindful, but on one thing. And I was being the best bodybuilder in the world. As soon as my kids were born, it shifted my purpose to going, holy smokes, you can't neglect your health this way can't uh, ultimately just focus on that one thing. Now you've got other things in, in life that are a priority. These little humans, these little angels are here to depend on you, right? So who in your life are you is dependent on you? Let me ask you that. Who in your life is dependent on you? Here's why that matters. Because this is where we start to find your purpose, right? So for me as a bodybuilder, my purpose shifted from, hey, I want to be the best bodybuilder in the world. Nothing else matters. It's like I had blinders on. And then as soon as my son was born, thanks like, oh, I started to question it. I tell you, it wasn't overnight, right? It wasn't like a kick in the butt, or like you just change. It was like a process of like, I'm starting to question what I always thought I wanted to do, right? what I always knew. This is the only thing I want to do. I said, well, why am I doing this? Like when I could be spending time with my angel, I could be building a business, I could be building a future for us as a family. Even though I was as a bodybuilder, there was a lot of time invested Outside of that, outside of the bodybuilding thing. So then, as soon as my daughter was born 18 months later, I simply didn't have the same fuel. I just simply didn't have the same purpose to continue going the way I did for all those years. And some of you may relate, right? So, in your 20s, you have very specific purpose, right? Maybe you want to establish yourself, you want to build confidence, you want to find a partner, maybe you want to learn about business, you're learning, like so this this growth period. Is, it's like, 20s is like, I'm really not sure what the hell I'm doing with myself, but I'm going to have fun and I'm going to experience life and I'm going to learn a bunch of stuff, right? And then thirties, you start going, okay, maybe I need to start paying attention to my health. Maybe I need to start paying attention to building a business or building more revenue or or building more income or, you know, establishing myself as a a valuable human, right? I I always say, um, you know, we ultimately want to become um, valuable humans, for the most part, right? It's like, how can I become uh, valuable to anybody? I guess ultimately, is what I'm looking at. So that's my framing. It's almost like wisdom. Like, how do I acquire wisdom so you can plug me in any situation? I become a great contributor to that situation. Now we get to our 40s, and for the first time in our life, we become aware of our own mortality. Anybody with me on that? Is it the, for me? Is I'm 35? I was like, oh, and I don't know where this came from. It's like, it was like just a thing that happened. I might actually not live forever. When I was a kid, I just didn't think about it, right? I didn't think about it. And I hit 35 or somewhere with 35 and 40. And I became aware of my mortality. Like, hey, people around me at my age are dying. People around me at my age start to see and experience descending health. I was like, what the hell? What, why is this? I and mean, I don't want to end up like that, right? I don't want to end up like that. So when you're 20s, you don't think about it. You're out there partying hard. You're having your fun. You get to you get to 40, 35, 40. And you're like, oh, man. Like, I got to start worrying about my shit, right? I got to start pulling up my socks, taking care of myself. So, yes, uh, training is still a massive part of my life. But it's only one small piece of the puzzle. So today, I want you guys to start exploring. Yes, the training. We're going to get into that. I'm the guy who's going to get you in the best shape of your life. If you want to understand how to build muscle, and and maybe in the past, you thought you can't. Does anyone here like resonate as like, yeah, maybe it was hard for me in the past? Well, here's the I I want to tell you a fact. That's a story you tell yourself, right? That's just a story. If you want to build muscle, I'm here to tell you unequivocally that you can. And you can actually build a lot more muscle than you think in a lot less time, and it's not nearly as hard as you think. All these scientists out there, quote unquote scientists, who are saying you put seven to eight pounds on per year, in my belief, are inaccurate. So here's a, here's a true story. 2016, I launched a cohort of 30 coaching clients. And uh, I was uh, we did six months of coaching. And in six months, we had an average of 26 pounds of muscle gain. It's not weight, that's muscle. Oh. And I forgot to say that about 25% of those people were women. So it really brought the number down a little bit. So we had some really drastic changes in six months. What do we do? Now, those are people were all natural, right? So people were, no, they're all natural, right, as far as I knew. So what happened? What do we do differently? Well, here's the thing. Most people, when they train, they have no idea what they're doing. Even the top personal trainers that I see at the gyms have no idea what they're doing. A simple framework that I like to offer coaches, realize like I get thousands of coaches every year that travel into my facility, whether I'm in Toronto or Tampa, and they learn my system. And they travel from all around the world, pays thousands and thousands of dollars. People come from Australia, South America, India, Europe, all over Europe, all over North America, Alaska. Um, they come in to learn the system. Why? Because we get results faster than anybody else. And we don't teach the same regurgitated BS you're going to read in a book or that you're going to see on the internet, right? We're teaching you a thought process. We're teaching you how to approach it so that 90 days from now, if we do a 90-day learning phase, 90 days from now, you're going to have a skill set for the rest of your life. So let's say, for an example, each and every one of you guys is really good at something, right? You're really good at whatever you're really good at. So if you're an expert at something, you already know that if someone came to you, if I came to you and whatever you're an expert at, and I said, hey, could you teach me this in 90 days? At the end of that 90 days, the rest of my life, I have this skill set, this awareness, this new knowledge set, right? Same thing with me. People come in for these 90-day and and, uh, six-month phases, and we really, really, really perfect what you are doing. So it's how you move. It's how your body responds to training. We, we actually become very, very objective with not just the stimulus, which is the exercise piece, right? And so think of exercise as something that exists outside of your body. It's a signal. It's a stimulus. No different than the sun beating on my skin as a signal. Right? It's all a signal to my internal physiology. And then we become aware of, okay, what is the signal the body's receiving? Is it the actual signal that I want? or some superfluous signal. So most people when they get in the gym, they're simply not creating a signal, right? Creating a signal, but not the signal. So what does that mean? Signal to noise ratio. So if you wanna understand, there's three different types of basic stimuli that you can subject the body to during exercise. So we can subject the body to a central nervous system s- signal, which uh, obviously, not obviously, which so you should know, increases stress hormones. So we increase cortisol, norepinephrine, uh, things that are like a high alert stress, stress hormones. Not bad, just a fact. Now we move into uh, muscle based training. So we have a nervous system based training, central nervous system, and we have a muscular based training, and then we have an energetic based training. So all these different types of training. So central nervous system, increase catecholamines, increase cortisol, epinephrine, et cetera. The muscular based system is going to cause muscle damage, tension damage, stress, right? Those are my three objectives for internal responses if I want to build muscle, tension damage, stress. Now, those things are. Uh, maybe subjective, right? Sometimes science says those are great. Sometimes science says those things aren't active, aren't, aren't accurate. We don't know. But that's that's our best assumption today. Tension, damage, stress. I can tell you for sure that tension is on that list. I can also tell you for sure that stress is on that list. What does stress simply mean? Metabolic stress. What does metabolic stress mean? I want this muscle to have to do more than it's been asked to do in the past from a metabolic perspective, meaning if it's used to having uh you know minimal muscle contractions every day, if I place repeated stress on it it has to do more work it, you're asking the muscle to say hey i need you to recover faster i need you to produce more energy i need you to produce more hormones so every time i suggest subject my body to this training stimulus i have to be aware of the type of training stimulus is actually eliciting this muscular response and the last one is just energetic right and that means uh, let's say you guys do a set of uh, eight repetitions on a lying leg group if you just do your repetitions week in, week out, week in, week out, and then all of a sudden I say, okay, now we're going to do eight reps, and then I'm going to add another eight reps right after, so we're going to drop set. Now you're placing in a greater energetic demand on the muscles, right? So the body then has to use more calories, to become more effective and more efficient at producing ATP in the mitochondria. So those are three different types. That's also cardio and stuff like that, but those are just super efficient. But those three different types of training, elicit a completely different physical adaptation right so if I'm training in the gym I need to understand am I creating a central nervous system stimulus am I creating a muscular stimulus or am I creating an energetic stimulus right so I need to understand that as an athlete as a coach I need to know like hey is this workout I'm doing actually doing what I want it to do and here's the reality 95% of people probably more than that that might be me being generous simply aren't getting it done at the gym and it's not that they can't it's just that they simply don't know how yet right? They don't know how. So why? Because what you're taught in high school gym class, what you're taught reading the crappy magazines, what you're taught on YouTube, doesn't fit your body. It doesn't fit your body. Everyone has a different biomechanical reality, like how we move is different. And everyone has a different internal chemistry, right? So the internal chemistry is a result of your the combination of your uh, history, aka lifestyle, um, your mindset, so the thoughts and emotions, and your genetics. So we have an overlap of your lifestyle, which, which is like training, nutrition, sleep habits, light habits, uh, all of it, everything that goes into lifestyle. And then we look at mindset. So what, is, what are the thoughts and emotions and perceptions creating in my mind? And the final one is our genetics, right? So yes, our genetics play a role, for sure. Here's the thing I want every one of you to know. You need to learn to train for your genetics right? It doesn't mean you can't. I don't care what bullshit story you've told yourself up to this point. I want each and every one of you to know that you can build an amazing body. You can be in amazing shape. You can be comfortable and confident taking your shirt off in public and not having to worry about what people are saying or, or, or thinking. And usually at 40, like, I don't care anymore. But you know, deep down you do, right? You know, deep down you'd feel amazing to take your shirt off and everyone go, holy smokes, you look great, right? People are judging you at all moments in your life. You know that people are always, this is human nature. And the way my brain frames it, interesting interesting story, we're all animals at the end of the day. When you walk up to the watering hole or when you walk up, when you're walking through the jungle or wherever you would have would have been kind of evolutionarily, unconscious judgment is like, who is this person? Are they stronger than me? What is, their, uh, what is their physical capability? What is their mental capability? How do I see mental capability? How somebody carries themselves? How do they speak? How do they articulate themselves? How are their shoulders sitting? How is their head sitting? Right, All those things happen at an unconscious level. You guys all know this, when you selected a mate, right? Or as you look to select a mate, what do you unconsciously look for? You may not even notice, right? But it's like, Curves, it's like posture, it's facial expressions. There's all those things that maybe it's like even like wrinkles and how the wrinkles are shaped. You, your body is telling you a story, right? Your body is telling you a story of what happened in your life up to this point. So, how your body looks right now is a reflection of who you are inside. Now, I want to ask all of you guys do you think that your physical body right now is an accurate depiction of who you are inside? Or do you think you deserve? To express more, to express the highest within you, right? So I know about me. I feel as though I have greatness inside, right? I'm willing to commit to things that I believe most humans would never be willing to do. Why do I believe I can do that? Because I proved it to myself over and over and over again throughout my 20s and 30s when I set small goals and I crush them. I didn't just just kind of get them. I had a chip on my shoulder. I was pissed off and committed to expressing whatever was inside of me, right? Expressing the greatness that's inside of me. And each and every one of you has it too. But realize, is your body expressing that? Here's a story that comes to mind, right? There's a story I read recently about a frog. And the story goes that if you put a frog into boiling water, you throw it in the boiling water, jumps out and it still lives and, you know, knows then to never go in the boiling water again. But if you put it into room temperature water and you slowly turn up the heat and you slowly turn it up to a boiling point, the frog will ultimately boil to death because it won't notice the, sl- the slight gradual changes that happen over time. And does that feel like it may be an accurate depiction of some things that happen in life, right? In, at 25, do you know that 25, 90% of men believe they're going to be millionaires? 25% 25 years old, 90% believe they're going to be millionaires. By 40, how many people are actually millionaires, right? And when I want to say millionaires. not just like, Hey, I've made a, million, made a million dollars in my life. It's like, no, I have a million dollars of equity uh, of money that I can ultimately liquid assets, right? Not very many, not very many and why it's not because they didn't have the goal the goal isn't the problem it's the process and the implementation the daily habits the daily little little things that you do consistently over time so it stacks up so regardless of what's happened over the last 20 or 25 years for you it doesn't matter Wipe be clear clean slate start today and say hey I'm gonna be the man who's committed to expressing the greatness that's in my soul. Right? I'm gonna be committed to being the best version of myself. Why? Not because it's an egocentric drive. Why? Not because it's it's about yourself. Who is it about? I asked you earlier on the call, who is dependent on you? I want y'all to bring that person to mind. Is it children? Is it spouse? Is it parents? Is it siblings? Is it any loved ones? Who's dependent on you? I think you owe it to yourself to show up for them. I know I owe it to my kids to show up for them. I truthfully believe, I'll tell you guys a story. So in 2012, I was um, myopically myopically attached to being the best bodybuilder in the world. Nothing else mattered. I was ruthless with my time. I was ruthless with my training. I was ruthless with my, my nutrition, ruthless. And, and if anyone would get in my way, I would squash them. I would be... Just again, I don't want to get into what, <laughs> how I would treat people, but it wasn't ever bad. It was just, it was like this, right? Nothing else outside of me existed. And if you weren't helping me go to where my goal, you're hurting me. So I just had no time. Right. I'm not saying that's the way we should approach it. I'm simply saying that when that, that part of my life was uh, my reality, there was nothing in my, nothing in the world that could have shifted me away from that focus. Literally nothing, right? Short of a massive injury, death. I couldn't think of anything that would have happened. And then I got got an amazing gift. I got an amazing blessing in the form of two angels in the space of 18 months, truthfully angels, who came in and saved my life, opened up my eyes, opened up my mind, opened up my heart to what this world offers me and realizing there's so much more to this world than simply focusing on this one egocentric drive. So then I shifted. Right, and now I have a higher purpose of being my best for you, and for my family. And so what I say for you, what does that mean? Guys who are struggling, guys don't understand the path. If I came to you to understand what you're good at, you'd be like, yeah, man, I can help you. No problem. That's well, the same thing that I want to offer each and every one of you guys in transforming your body. I've been doing this daily since I was 17 years old, 23 years. I've been doing it literally daily with hundreds of people. Since so I was 17 years old. My first personal training job at 17, the manager goes, don't tell when you're 17. Like, tell me 21. No problem. Um, so when I started training, I put on a lot of muscle really quickly because I was obsessed. <laughs> um, and, and it worked, you know, and I got a job and uh, I've been doing it for a very long time. Yes, I've made so many mistakes along the way. When I was 17 years old, when I kind of got into this stuff, when I first got that personal training job, I hired a coach. This is an interesting story that's relevant to you guys. And uh, I paid him $10,000. I was 17. I paid him $10,000 for 12 months. And at 17, that's a huge amount of money. I saved it for a long time because this is what I wanted. What was I? I was 100% committed. I wasn't 99% committed. I was 100% committed. Whatever he put on that plan, I was going to do. Or whatever he put on that plan, he I was going to follow with 100% accuracy because I thought and I knew that this guy who I hired, who I trusted, was the guy to get me where I want to go. I was like, this guy's got a pure, proven track record. If I just follow this, I'm going to get where I want to go. Guess what happened? I put on huge amounts of muscle, huge amounts of muscle, fast. I was obsessed. I went from being a 155-pound vegetarian at 15 to being a 230 pound, uh, you know, muscle bound meat bag, meathead, at uh, 18. So, like, probably over the span of two years, so I became a, you know, by time by 19 I was 260, I'm lean. Uh, but at that point, I had uh, done an enhancement. 19, I did my first serve enhancements, enhancements, PEDs for some of you guys, which was not. I'm not recommending that. I'm just saying this is my reality. And so I put on a huge amount of muscle. I followed everything that this guy said for an entire year. Here's what I thought. Here's the conclusion I came to. I put on muscle. Okay. Like, I mean, I worked harder than anyone in the gym, but um, it wasn't always pretty, but I did. And uh, here's what I realized: that I it wasn't for me. I'm like, I can't do this. There's there's no way that I have the genetics or the drive internally to do it. It was simply too hard. I started to doubt myself. I was like, man, this is. This is impossible. There's no way I can do this. I just must not have the genetics. And I was so committed to being a pro bodybuilder. I almost gave up. At 19 years old, I almost called it quits because I simply didn't believe that I could. I worked so unbelievably hard. I got to the point, guys, where I was laying face down on my bed, not able to get up and, and go about my daily tasks because I just felt so crappy. I felt so bad. I had no energy to get to the gym. I had to have multiple uh, cups of coffee just like... It was just terrible. And then I couldn't do anything else after it. And so that coaching offered me so much opportunity, so much wisdom at such a young age. I learned that building muscle is possible. I also learned that looking at only one variable of building muscle is a very bad idea. Right? So if I just said to you, hey, guys, I want you to join my coaching today. So by the end of this coaching call, I'm gonna give you guys an offer to work directly with me and my team. If I said to you guys, hey, just come join my coaching and I'm only going to give you nutrition and training, you'd get results. There's no question. you get great results based on your level of commitment, right? If you're 100% committed, you get amazing results. If you're 90% committed, you get great great results. If you're 80% committed, you get good results, right? So what are you committed to? You will get out of life what you commit, right, what you put into. So if if I just gave you nutrition and training, you get great results over time. Right. You learn, especially now with the amount that I've learned, you would learn so much like playing the piano. If I spent three months playing the piano every day, by the end of the three months for the rest of your life, you know how to do it. You develop the skill set. That's what my objective is. I want you to teach you over three months how to train, how to eat for sure. Now, if I add on top of that, all these other variables that I want to talk about today. All these other things that are contributing to this internal environment I talked about, right? You guys remember we were talking about the internal environment? So an ec- exercise is an external signal. What happens inside my body is an internal environment, it's internal response, anyways, isn't it? So the exercise creates an internal response and it, it kind of interacts with my internal state and it produces a response or an adaptation. So stimulus plus response equals adaptation. Right. So if I start looking at all those things that can uh, interfere with the external signal, creating the internal response I'm, I'm interested in, I can start checking boxes and going, OK, if I check all these boxes, I know without a shadow of a doubt that my body is receptive to the signal. Here's an important reality for you guys to know. If I eat chicken and broccoli and you eat chicken and broccoli or any foods, right? Those foods come to mind as like things that most people would say, yeah, that's relatively healthy. That's good, that's good healthy food, I right? Put that on your plate, you would assume it's boring and it's healthy. Everybody with me? Yes. So, here's the reality. That does a different thing in your body than it does in my body. So does the training. Why? Internal system is different. If I get into the the content of this webinar and give you guys all the details that go in, I will, that go into building your best body over 40, here's some boxes that we would start to check. We'd start looking at things like um, how are you handling or managing stress, right? Stress can be psychological. Stress can also be physiological, so mind and body, right? How are you handling that? And then giving you some tools to overcome it. How are you sleeping, right? Does anyone have a hard time sleeping? Seems to be that guys in their 40s start to sleep poorly. Here's the reality. It doesn't have to be that way. It's actually so easy to improve sleep. I have a reputation for sleeping in 10 seconds. (laughs) I can literally count backwards from 10. Usually by the time I get to six or four, I'm out. I've trained my nervous system to do that and every one of you can too in 2007 i remember spending hours awake at night waking up i was thinking four to five hours a night as a pro bodybuilder it was terrible but i didn't know how it doesn't mean you can't it simply means you don't know how yet so in boxes we're going how do you manage stress how do you sleep what's your gut health digestion and assimilation right so if I just eat chicken and broccoli, as I said, those are doing different things. If you guys just follow the path of like, I'm consuming this, I got to chew it. Chewing is very important, surprisingly very important. And then what system is it going into in my stomach? Is it breaking down really well? Is it digesting, absorbing, and assimilating? Is my microbiome, my gut wall, um, relatively healthy? If it's healthy, it's absorbing informa- It's absorbing the information from the food. If it's not healthy, it's creating an inflammatory response. Anyone have maybe some issues with joint pain? Anyone have some issues with being a little bit tight, a little bit creaky? That's inflammation, right? Brain fog, joint pain, bloating and indigestion, tightness and fatigue, inflammation, elevated levels of inflammation. So in my first phase of coaching, the foundational phase of coaching, which I'm going to teach you guys all about today, those are the first things we address. So we're looking at stress, sleep, gut health, and the last one, well, two more we to really look at is uh, training ability, right? So if you, if you were to sit down and play an instrument you've played before, uh, let's say you're you're an exceptional, um, let's say you're, you're a decent uh, guitar player. I wanna take you from being decent to being masterful. Why? The first quote I have in the slide is uh, Plato. And it says, um, God, God, you, I'm not gonna, I'm getting to be offended, but whoever you think is God, um, gave us two opportunities, right? And no man should be an an amateur in the mind or the body, right? It's the simple reality that we can acquire wisdom and physical ability, physical capabilities, which then improves our cognitive capabilities, right? So we're going through, I'm going to repeat it, stress, sleep, gut health and digestion, training, skill set. I want to hand you a skill set. So that you, for the rest of your life, can build whatever muscle you want to build. And I'm going to tell you today some things that I know you're doing wrong. I've never mentioned before, but I know you're doing wrong. Why do I know? Because I train thousands of people and everyone does the same dumb shit. And it's not your fault. Why? Because your body likes to cheat. Everyone's body likes to make things easy. Your body was designed to make things easy. It's not designed to make things challenging. And when we exercise the exclusive paradigm shift, stop trying to complete reps and start challenging muscles. Guys with me, the objective of exercise is not to complete three sets of eight. That's a stupidity. That's like reading a book to get to the end and go, I don't remember what I read. That doesn't sound like a good idea. Like I read a book to learn what's in that book, right? I don't sit down to like skim through the book and by the end of it go done. What you read, don't remember. That's what everyone's doing in exercise, right? People are going into the gym. They're finishing the repetitions. They get to the end of the work and they go, I'm done. And you go, oh, what progress did you get? Nothing. How many people do you know who have been going to the gym for the last two years, five years, 10 years, and look exactly the same? they look exactly the same as they did five and 10 years ago. Do you look exactly the same as you did 12 months ago? Most of us are getting worse. Right? What? You're investing time in yourself every day, up to an hour to two hours a day. You're getting worse? I don't know about you, but I would hire that financial I would fire that financial advisor immediately. If I was giving this guy money every day my bank account by the end of the year was going down. Would you, would you keep that guy around? Like hell no, man, give me a new financial advisor. Give me somebody new to teach me how to do this correctly. Yeah, I don't know about you, but that's what I would do. I'd be like, man, I wanted my investment account to be going up, right? If I'm giving you money every day, I'm making deposits, time, deposits in my future self, and my bank account is going down, ladies and gentlemen, we have a problem right? So if I make investments in myself every day. Think about that. The time that I commit to doing things to make me a better version of myself is literally an investment in my future self, right? So if I'm going to be 50, 67 years old, I want to look back to my 40-year-old self and go, boom, thank you. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for giving me an opportunity. If you guys look back at your 30-year-old self and your 20-year-old self, do you want to high-five them or do you want to kick them in the ass? Right? Like, man, you're an idiot. You screwed up. Now i got to fix it. Right? That's At 40, guys, we're smart enough now to know that, like, we, we screwed up enough. The next year, the next five years and ten years is about making investments, not just financially but physically into the future version of myself. So what investment should I be looking to make? I want to make investments in my training, right? Not just financially, but I actually want to train correctly so that I wake up in a year from now, I'm like, man, I'm way better at this. Like if you want to learn how to play guitar, if you do a little bit every day, a year from now, how good are you? Right? Very different. You don't have to do it all. This is the problem most men take on in their life. They try to do it all. I got to do it all. No, you don't. You have to do something consistently every day. So ask yourself this. What's the smallest amount I'm willing to commit to with 100% commitment to doing it every day? The smallest amount, not the biggest, what's the smallest? I know 100% certain, with 100% certainty, I will do this every single day. What is that? Is that I'm gonna do 100 push-ups? Is that I'm gonna do five minutes of yoga? Is that I'm gonna do five minutes of breathing? Is that I'm gonna do 10 minute walk outside in the morning and after a meal? Right, walk through all of those high impact habits. Write that down, high. Impact, habits. What's a high impact habit? Something that I know is a small lever that swings a big door. right? What's this little thing I can do that if I just do it consistently every day for three months will make a difference in my physique, will make a difference in my life, will make a difference in my body right, or in my mind? Yeah. What are those things? I'm here to share those with you today. right? Part of our coaching is helping people identify the high impact habits for you. What are those things that you can do every day that with the smallest amount of resistance or effort can ultimately move the lever the most? And I'm not saying it's meant to be easy, right? I'm not saying that transforming your body to your life is meant to be easy, but I'm also not saying it's hard, right? One of the things I say is in order for you three success habits, the second one is change your relationship with heart. What does, what does that mean? Change your relationship with hard. Let me ask you this. How many of you guys have worked hard in your life? Anybody say yes, I've worked hard in my life. Hard compared to what, right? So I was known as being the hardest working bodybuilder that anyone ever trained with, right? And again, I haven't trained with everybody, but most of the people I would say would, would if you ask me who's the best guy you ever trained with, they'll say me. That's not arrogant. That's just like, that's what they'll say. Um, okay, great, even if it is arrogant, it is, it is what it is. Now, Here's what I'll tell you. I've never worked hard a single day in my life. Even though in the moment I was giving maximal effort on that thing, it's like 60 seconds of effort. And then I get a few minutes of rest and I get 60 seconds of effort. It's not hard. Hard compared to what? Hard compared to a Navy SEAL who's going through, uh, who's in training for war or in war or preparing for that or hard for somebody who's running a hundred mile marathon or hard for someone who's I don't know, suffering in, in some foreign country with no food and, and having to work hard for the family 20 hours a day. Her compared to what? We're soft. The reality is, in our culture, we're soft. And that's the bottom line, right? We're coddled and life is made way too easy. And then when we get something that's a little uncomfortable, like, ah, oh, man, this is hard. Here's the best example the air conditioner the air conditioner, the heating and air conditioner, right? We're saying, if, I, if it's one degree too hot, I gotta put the AC on. If it's one degree too cold, I gotta put the heat on. What? We're soft, we're the softest culture that we've ever been as humans, right? And this is just the lack of exposure to things that are uncomfortable. So when you guys get into this, this training over the next three months, I want you to think, is this actually hard or am I just a little uncomfortable? That's the difference, right? this is hard versus I'm a little uncomfortable. So I want you to change your relationship with hard or uncomfortable, Um, that's my objective anyways. So if you guys wanna change this, here's what I want you to do right now. I want you all to sit and take a really long exhale, emphasized breath. And in doing that, I'm bringing your attention into this present moment, giving you the opportunity to feel and experience what's happening inside of your body in this moment. So the next time you feel uncomfortable, the next time you feel discomfort, the next time you feel something is hard, I want you to take a breath. And before you stop, what am I feeling? It's not just like keep going or grit through it or whatever. It's like, no, what am I feeling? Ask yourself objectively, what does this actually feel like? Is it hard? Is it uncomfortable? Is it painful? And if it is, you can stop. But at least you want to experience what it feels like. Because the more you experience that, guess what happens? It becomes easier. It becomes less unfamiliar. So it's not even that it's hard. It's unfamiliar. Your brain senses uncertainty and goes, I don't know what this is going to feel like. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what's coming next. I'm going to stop. So think about the hardest set you've ever done in leg training in your life. Like Where you're like going into borderline like panic attack on a leg press or hack squat or, or squat, whatever you like. It's not that it's hard. Your body could have done 30 more reps. Your brain perceives this as like, I have no idea what's coming next. I'm going to shut you down because I'm unfamiliar. It's not hard. At no point in your life was that hard. if you think it's hard, you're in the wrong place. Right? Definitely not a guy for guys who are looking the easy path. This is for people who are looking to make the most of their life, who are willing to experience the warmth and then eventually the, the heat and eventually the wrath of the fire. Right. So one of the metaphors I often use is in, in, in you know, evolutionarily, we would have seen fire for the first time off in the distance. We're like, oh, it's a, it's God or it's a God. And eventually the next day we come back. Like, oh, it's a God. If we move closer. Like, oh, it's warm. Oh, that's interesting. And like I can warm myself and eventually you go back like, oh, like I can, I can like use this to warm my family. Eventually, go, oh, I can use this to cook my food. And then the heat or the fire that once you were afraid of now becomes your greatest asset, becomes your greatest ally, doesn't it? Because I can cook my food, I can warm my family. Fire becomes our greatest asset to evolve as humans. But I guarantee you the first time we, we saw it or experienced it, we were free. This, this is something outside of ourselves. That's exactly what's happening when you guys go deeper, deeper, deeper into the gym, right? I've seen the other side of discomfort, and it's not that bad, I promise. <laughs> it's just your mind that makes it so. If you can learn to control this thing between your ears, you can learn to control this thing below your neck. Right. So think about it, guys. Think about it. So as you all evolve in your training, um, I want you to just be aware of the, the things that are going to hold you back are not physical in nature. They're not. They're your bullshit reasons, your bullshit excuses as to why you can't and your limiting beliefs. Right. That's it. We can do anything. We can do absolutely anything. My mom, you know, is a wonderful, wonderful woman. And she taught me something that will stick with me forever. She says, Ben, she used to say it all the time. She said, Ben, if anyone in the whole world can do it, so can you. And if she taught me anything in life, that was it. And I want to share that with all of you guys. If there's anyone in the whole world that can do it, so can you. There's no reason you can't. You simply haven't done it enough times yet. Or maybe you're not committed to it yet. Maybe you just don't see enough value in it yet. And if that's the case, guys, if you don't see value in your health, if you don't see value in building your body to develop your confidence and your self-esteem, and ultimately just bring yourself into the future with a higher level of energy, a higher level of confidence and presence, if you don't see value in that, this isn't the right webinar for you. If you're somebody who sees value in showing up a year from now, five years from now, ten years from now, at the highest version of yourself, this is the place you want to be. This community of muscle intelligence, this community of, of athletes and, and executives and entrepreneurs and amazing men that we're building is uh, all grounded in, in this reality that we know that if I invest in myself, I can show up better for everything else in my life. I can show up better in my business and my family and my relationships and everything. I can show up better for everyone else. So one of the things that I like to do is I like to look at You know, 25-year plan. Like, how am I showing everybody else? I don't want to get into too much detail about that. We're going to shift gears a little bit now and move into some more tactical things you guys can do. All right, so let's let's put that all in a box and go, yes, I'm inspired, I'm committed, I'm going to take action on my life today, not tomorrow. All your bullshit reasons why you should start tomorrow or next week, throw those out the window, start today. It doesn't have to be everything, right? It has to be something. It has to be something done consistently. That's the big takeaway message. You got to do it right. If you and, and the more high leverage point that you guys are, or high leverage item that you guys are applying, the faster the results come, right? Well, the reason I'm an expert and why people come to me as being the best of the world for getting in shape is I can look at you and I can tell you that this. what exactly you need to do to build your body it's not about like oh maybe this maybe that I can tell you like this. I've done it so many times I don't even think about it anymore so one of the things that I'm doing right now in my life is I'm trying to extrapolate all this stuff that I do unconsciously like when you guys uh caught walking down my gym or my in my home or my whatever and I look at you like yeah you do this this, this. you don't have to open your mouth you don't have to say anything about your lifestyle what your sleep I, I can tell you do this right it's just like I see so many patterns this is why people come to me, right? People come to me and say, oh, man, what do I do? I'm like, this. I'm like, good, good, go, right? And so when every time you do that, and if you take action and you execute, results come like this so much faster than you think, right? And sometimes we're not willing to do it. And that's okay. That's a different conversation. Um, but if we are willing to do it, then results are almost an inevitability, right? And uh, it's just a matter of like, if there's not something that's massively holding back your health, then... You're gonna, you're gonna accomplish the results. So let's let's hold that in the box. Let's shift gears. I want to talk about training and some things you guys can take action on right now. So. This is a very new paradigm that most people don't understand. First, if you listen to any of my stuff before, you know that training, as I've just said earlier, is not about the external stimulus. It's about the internal response. Right? So the external signal or stimulus is, is the weight. It's the it's the sets and reps and volume. Those things are the externals, right? So when I move away from point A to point B, I'm moving something outside of myself, with the hope that I'll create an internal response or an internal adaptation, right? Well, I want you guys to stop focusing on the external signal and start focusing on what's happening inside of your body. So if I take my attention from this dumbbell or this this machine or whatever happens to exist in my hand, and I simply bring it into my body, let's I'm trying to train my pec. And I'm thinking, okay, this pec has two ends, right? And so all I really want to do, so if this is my insertion, this is the, the part that's on my sternum, all I want to do is take this, this end that's further away and move it closer. And then I want to take it further and I'm going to move it closer. This is it. This is muscle building. It's not how far does this weight move. It's not how much weight do I have in my hand. It's not any of that stuff. It's like, how do I make this thing contract harder, maybe more resistance, more tension through this really, really small range of motion, right? So the range is literally going from here. So let's say, like again, I'm not being accurate, but it's like here to here. So a range of motion for your pec is this big because right? your pec actually changes length, no, probably less than that, no more than that, certainly. right? And if I take your attention from what's happening in my hand, which is this big external range, to bring it inside of my body, and I put your attention exclusively on looking at that muscle and going, is this muscle fully lengthening? Pausing and asking myself, is it fully lengthened? At the end of every range we stop, we go, is it fully lengthened? Now, can I contract that thing and make sure all the other muscles around it aren't contracting? Or at least contracting minimally. They're going to contract at some level. But I want to try to make this thing do as much work as it can. And then I say, okay, how do I then create tension in this muscle and make sure it's the thing actually creating motion? Muscles create movement, right? We don't wait to pull us through ranges of motion. Most people do. most people launch it with their biggest body parts and their muscles that are trying to train do nothing during the rep, literally nothing. It's a waste of time, a waste of effort and energy. They don't do anything. Right? They're just basically there to uh, – they're, they're going along for the ride, right? They're passengers rather than actually the engine creating movement. So every time you do a rep, I want you guys to frame in your mind what is doing the work, right? What muscle is actually doing the work? So if you were to close your eyes do this right now. Close your eyes. And I want you to lengthen your arm. You can do your right arm. Whatever your strong arm is. Lengthen your arm. Squeeze your bicep as hard as you can, but keep it lengthened. So I don't want you to bend your arms, a slight, slip bend, maybe like 10, 20 degrees. Slight slip and squeeze your arms as hard as you can. Keep squeezing harder. Keep squeezing harder. You're going to feel like you're squeezing so hard that the arm's going to want to bend. So keep squeezing so hard that you literally can't stop it from bending. It's coming, bend, it's coming into this bend. It's coming into this bend. It's coming into this bend. And that's it. So by generating tension in the muscle before I move, I just got a pump in my bicep in one rep. Right? Great. Pump is, is not a measure of growth. But what it is is that amount of tension I was creating in that muscle. Right? That's a measure of growth. Everyone feel that? I feel like when you generate tension in the muscle before you move and you make sure that's the thing actually generating motion. So the muscle contraction is the thing that actually makes the limb move rather than this, which is what most guys are doing. So I'm launching this weight from the bottom, where basically I'm usually using my hips to throw it up and then it's floating through the air, right? Which one is more effective? So again, that's one simple framing, right? So take it, take the, the nuts and bolts of that and say, how can I make every muscle work as hard as possible on every single rep? This is not about completing sets and reps, right? What's it about? Challenging muscles. I want to create an internal challenge. Let me ask you guys a question. I want everyone to comment in the box. Everyone who's on this call right now comment in the box. Are you the type of person who sees a challenge and moves toward it? Or are you the type of person who sees a challenge and I'm not really up for it? If you want to progress and, and make progress in anything in life, anything, what do you do? Do you see a challenge, you go the other way? Where does growth happen? Growth happens in the obstacles. Growth happens in the challenges, right? So if I am training and experiencing uh, discomfort and I move around it, I'm trying to make things easier just so my ego can say, hey, whomever, I did a workout today. It's like reading a book, right? Did I read a book to read to, to tell my homies and post on Instagram that I read a book? Or did I read a book to get the knowledge and wisdom out of it? Same thing in exercise. Did I do a rep to just complete the rep so I could brag about it on IG? Like, yeah, I did a 50-pound curl today. Or did I actually do it because I actually give a shit about myself and the challenge that I'm getting and the progress I'm making? If you're someone who's looking for instant gratification, this is not for you. I promise. You're not getting the results you're after. What we're looking for is intentionally curated challenges and obstacles that develop our body, our mind, and our character. That's me, right? I want intentionally curated obstacles. And you know what I do when it gets hard? You guys ever do this? I smile. It's kind of sick, but I see something hard in front of me. And I'm like, ah, I see you. Let's go, right? This is the mentality I want each and every one of you guys to embody, L-F-G, right? L-F-G. put a smile on your face and go, hell yeah, I know I can do this. I have so much belief in myself that whatever's there, I may not do it perfectly the first time. I'll do it again. I may not do it perfectly the second time. I'll do it again. I might do it perfectly the third time, but eventually guess what? I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. And eventually guess what happens? Everyone else has given up. Everyone else has given up and you're still going. And guess what Your, your body does and guess what your life has done. It's changed because you're willing to stand in the heat. You're willing to stand in the fire, Like, let's go. I'm not going to die. I'm just gonna keep going. Right. Are you willing to commit to the daily action to take progress to a new level? Guys, thank you. Um, thank you for being here. Thank you for giving me your ear. There's so much value and attention we can give you guys in uh, transforming your body. So at the beginning of this call, I asked you guys to frame training nutrition, lifestyle, and mindset, and rate yourself on a scale of one to five. So if you're someone who says, I'm not a five, I'm a four, I'm a three, I'm a two, I'm a one, you see room for improvement, right? You see that there's an opportunity there. Ask yourself this, am I willing to do what it takes? And if you're not, that's okay. But ultimately, I want to be around, I want to be surrounded by people who are committed to doing the work, right? I want you to inspire me. I don't have to wake up every day and inspire the whole community, right? I don't want people in this community who inspire me if you're somebody who's like, yeah, man, I'm willing to do that. I know it's going to be uncomfortable, but I'm willing to commit to six months. I'm going to commit to 12 months or even three months. I'm like, let's do this. Here's the thing. You shouldn't commit to any short amount of time. You guys should commit to the rest of your life of committing, right? Every day on the small stuff. And here's the thing. It's, it's not just about doing anything. This is an important fact. Everybody give me your attention. This is important. People who succeed in life know what to prioritize, right? And they prioritize it it's not um, it doesn't sound like a profound statement but it really is people who succeed in life if you succeed in finance if you succeed in business if i just say if i just pull a business plan off the internet and i go here's a business plan go run a business well well what business well what am i selling well what am i who's my audience right there's so many things you need to do so if you just execute on things it doesn't mean you're going to get results in business, right? And the same is in health and the body. So I just pull a plan off the internet. And I go, here, take this plan. It could work. It could get you some results, but you may be executing on the wrong things. So we said about training, this is this internal focus that creates an internal response. If you guys can shift that, I'll guarantee your results change. Here's the problem. What's the prerequisite to that? This is what no one has, right? What's the prerequisite to me being intentional in my workouts? The prerequisite to intentionality is awareness. The the prerequisite to intentionality is awareness. Awareness is the same as presence, mindfulness. Be here now in this moment. Every spiritual coach, every spiritual guru over the last couple hundred years, probably thousand years, I said the same thing. If you want to transform your body, if you want to transform your life, the number one prerequisite is awareness, presence, mindfulness, same thing, Right. I have to be aware of what I'm doing, what I'm thinking in this moment. How many of you guys have a meditation practice? How many of you guys have a yoga practice? How many of you guys have some type of awareness practice that brings you into this present moment? We're all going to do this right now. If you're not if you're driving, don't do this, but let's just all do this. All I want you to do in awareness practice is bringing your attention onto one or, or all of your five senses. So many times our mind exists in two places. Our mind often exists in the future. We're worrying about what we have to do, get done later. Our mind exists in the past. We're stressing about something we didn't do or something we did wrong. And we're existing in the, the future and the past. And what we really want to do is we want to bring our, our mind into the here and the now. We want an internal focus and we want an external focus. So the external focus is called extroception. We want to be aware of our surroundings. And the internal focus is called interoception. We want to be aware of our internal surroundings. So I want you guys to all do now, if we want to, if you're able, you're not driving, you can close your eyes and get rid of all the extraoception. So so imagine you have 100% of info coming in externally and internally. If we get rid of the extraoception, now we can put 100% of our focus on the interoception, or at least more of our focus on the interoception, because we're still off hearing. But So bring your focus down to the inside of your body. Everybody take a breath. If you're driving, please don't do this. You can still bring your focus to the inside of your body if you're driving. Feel your breath. Feel your butt against the seat, or your feet against the floor. Feel the rising and falling of your abdomen. Feel the muscles of your face and shoulders relax. Feel any discomfort or tension you have in your body. All we just did there in 15 seconds, is we brought your, your attention into the present moment. If you did it, and I guess if you're not willing to do that stuff, this isn't the right thing for you. This isn't the right coaching for you, right? The only way we can, we can ensure change in yourself, regardless if you have external help or not, the only way you can ensure change in yourself is if you become aware of your actions and habits. Do you know that at 35 years old, 95% of our actions are unconscious? I mean, we don't think about it. It's habitual and mindless. The only way to change is to create an intentional awareness. The only way to change. So if you want to create an intentional awareness to move towards something, I have to first break the other habit that I'm doing. I have to become present and aware in the moment and say, I'm going to choose consciously how I'm going to respond, not react. Anyone ever get into a situation with their partner or their spouse or their children where they do something that they later regret? Yes. I made a mistake, right? That, that is a, is a reaction, not a response, Right. The whole objective of mindfulness and meditation practice is to increase the space, increase the gap between stimulus and response. So the longer that gap is, the more I can create an intentional awareness of how I'm responding. Right. So if I'm going into the kitchen, and I'm going to have I'm, I'm starving I'm ravenous. Right? I haven't eaten in 12 hours, whatever, 24 hours. and I'm ravenous. Your brain unconsciously goes, I want high calorie foods. I probably want high sugar foods. I want high fat foods, depending on yours, high salt foods, right? So most people want all three of those. They're gonna go into the the gas station and they're gonna pick up something that's fast and convenient because their body unconsciously creates high calorie foods. If I'm conscious about my health and fitness, I'm like, well, fuck that. I'm not eating that shit. I want good food, right? So I'm gonna be conscious of going, yes, my body's pulling me to the Snickers bar and Doritos but I'm going to make a conscious effort to go over here and purchase a steak or a chicken breast, right? Or vegetables, whatever, right? It requires consciousness. Your unconscious is running you, right? Is the tail wagging the dog? That's always the joke, right? So, and we're mostly probably 95, not one, but you, I don't know you personally, but like probably 95% of people that I meet, the tail wags the dog, right? And so it's, it's not a possibility for you to shift. I don't prioritize myself sometimes. I often put other people's needs before mine. Everybody else feel that way? Man, It's it, I, I feel like I put everyone else before me sometimes. And uh, so what I realized is that's a character trait of mine, and I don't want that to go away. I love other people. I love helping people. That's why I'm here, right? I put people before me all the time. I get calls. I call with people. Like, if you guys book a call right now, I'll get on the call personally with you. I'll be like, hey, let's, let's talk about how I can help you get goal, how get your goals. Because I'm good at this shit, and I can help you get results faster than you ever dreamed possible. Right? But what I realize is sometimes I subordinate my own needs for the needs of others. Anybody else feel that way? Man, here's the problem with that. Every time you subordinate your needs for the needs of somebody else, you're telling your unconscious that you're less important. You're not less important. Right? It's learning to balance, prioritizing yourself first and early in the day, and say, I'm gonna get all these things done so I know I can show up for myself. The physical movement, the breath work, the walking, the, the training, the meditation, the nutrition, get all those things done before the whirlwind of life takes over, right? So prioritize yourself first is one of my key habits to life. Do I always embody it? Nope. I'll be full the first one to say, I'm not perfect. I don't always put myself first, right? But I know that my value says if I can help you, get a better life or live a better version of yourself, then I feel good about myself. I'm like, man, I'm making the world a better place. I know that guy can go home to his wife or his partner and she's happy because he's showing up better for her. I'm making that relationship better. Maybe their kids benefit. Maybe their, their partner's benefit. Maybe their businesses benefit because I showed up for them today. That's fucking cool. That's the butterfly effect, right? Like I'm impacting that person's impact in their life. And maybe I'm, I'm allowing, I I'm mean, being the lighthouse in the storm. When all the things around them are are crazy and a whirlwind, I could be that one who shows up for them, shows them strength and confidence and resilience and support that allows them to go do that for somebody else. That becomes the spiral effect I'm looking for in the world. If you're someone who wants to show up for you, not only for yourself, but for your entire community, this coaching is something you're going to want to be part of and investing in yourself every day. If you can't, you must. So if if there's something you're like, ah, man, I, I can't do that. That's the indication of that's probably the greatest lever for you. There's something you can't do. Sit your ass down or get your ass up and do it, right? The harder something is, the more you do it. Um, But I'll tell you what, the investment in yourself is the greatest investment you're going to make in your life. Your confidence, your health, your, your well-being, your energy, your focus, your intentionality. Like all of these things are exactly what you need right now to step into your greatness. All right, ladies and gents, boys and girls namaste my family i really appreciate you all that's a wrap ladies and gents thank you for being here i appreciate your ears i appreciate your trust in me and the content and always coming back listening to the podcast Uh, don't forget to subscribe leave us a review as always share this podcast with one person you know and love if you enjoy this conversation as i said in the intro there's going to be many more webinars coming at you if you want to be one of the first to join the webinars get into the muscle intelligence facebook group get on the vip newsletter it's first come, first serve. It's a very limited amount of space and we're get, literally giving you the most cutting edge information to get in the best shape of your life. Thank you for being here. If you're someone who wants to uh, understand a little bit more about the coaching process, the coaching program that I've recently launched within the Muscle Intelligence community, you can head over to muscleintelligence.com getcoached get coached and check out the website there. You can also head directly to muscleintelligence.com apply. A P P L Y and apply to jump on a call directly with me or my team and discuss your goals and see if you're a great fit. We'd love to have you. We're taking on a very small number of people. And if you're a great fit, we would love to work with you to help you get in the best shape of your life. So we can kick off 2022 with a bang. Thank you for being here. Have a great day. Today's podcast is brought to you once again by Bio the best blood sugar control product that exists, blood sugar breakthrough. Health website is bloodsugarbreakthrough.health. You can use the code MUSCLE10 to get hooked up. Why do I suggest this product? Well, blood sugar regulation is important, especially if you want to lose body fat, especially if you want to have more focus and less energy lulls. Head over to bloodsugarbreakthrough.health and use the code MUSCLE. Thank you so much for tuning in to Muscle Intelligence. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with at least one person you know. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode.